Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode 103 which is entitled Living Truthfully in a World of Lies. Now I think you'll all agree with me that for the likes of us who deeply value truth, freedom and um, personal sovereignty since uh, COVID-19 became a thing in the world. Um, it's been especially difficult, it really has, especially um, when we're surrounded by so many people who, who don't appear to, to value those things. Now in today's um, episode, what I want to talk about is, um, it's really in two parts. So part one, what I'm going to be talking about is um, how COVID has um, exposed um, the ways in which um, institutions uh, and organisations are deeply corrupted uh, and deeply manipulated. Um, kind of things that we already knew, but uh, COVID has kind of um, confirmed our worst fears. <clears throat> More on that in a moment. And then in part two, I'm just going to look at what 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 we can do or what we need to do to just survive in the world at the moment, because it is really, really challenging, as I just said, living in a world of lies and the kind of things that um, we can do to overcome the challenges and just live free from a constant feeling of dread and anxiety. So, yeah, if we just start um, by recalling really that COVID-19 has confirmed all our worst and darkest suspicions about how society is manipulated to serve the interests of a very small elite group or groups operating in the shadows and never really facing any scrutiny or justice. And what we've also seen, uh, much to our horror, is uh, our friends and family fall under the spell of the power of consensus reality. And perhaps like me, um, there's more than one or two people who've complied not only to COVID regulations in terms of mask wearing, but have gone and got the jib jab. And it is quite shocking. People you um, you thought would have, um, how should we say, not been so easy manipulated. And as I say on Discerning Consciousness a lot, um, I completely uh, respect people's individual choices, but it can be, it can be a, a little bit shocking. Um, when people are so easily coerced to follow the government line. So what we've discovered, really, not that we needed any uh, the likes of us, not that we needed further proof, but it has been interesting that all our public institutions are deeply corrupted and compromised. And COVID-19, as I was just saying, has really given us the interesting, empowering thing about COVID-19. It has given us the greatest education that we'll ever get about, as I was saying, how society runs and is operates in that groups and uh, organisations and institutions throughout societies and whatever country or you're living living in have revealed their true colours and uh, many sacred cows have been slain and trust has been destroyed, not only in the church and organised relig religion, but political movements, talking heads in the mainstream media educational institutions, healthcare systems, the pharmaceutical industry, sporting in institutions. It really is quite a dishonourable um, roll call and many people in the public eye have revealed their true colours for, for, um, for all of us to see and we can see um, who they're in the pay of quite clearly. 
and um, I'm sure that for many of you, like I was saying at the beginning, um, like me, this doesn't really come as any shock, but because uh, we've always been aware of the lies, deception, the man manipulation and propaganda and the brainwashing, and perhaps like me, you've done um, lots of research over the years into many different aspects of this. Um, like myself, I just started in terms of um, researching how TV, how TV programs the public mind, and we've had we've had all this, um, all of us, all of this confirmed to us really, which. Um, I was just thinking about this earlier before doing the recording from this episode. Um, in some ways, it does provide comfort because it proves we're just not these uh, you know, conspiracy, so-called conspiracy nutters living on the fringe of society. But the flip side of that is it, it does. it's almost like in some sense there is some comfort. And in another sense, it's quite alarming um, because you realise just how far... Um, yeah, like I was saying before, people have fallen under the spell of the lies from government and the, and the mainstream media. How much um, healing has to take place within society um, for us to move on and evolve? Um, just on the level of the COVID event itself, people being traumatised by lockdowns and police brutality and children wearing masks. I mean, that's another layer of healing. Um that we're going to have to do now um, as a collective species on this planet. So just to get into the real heart of uh, part one here in today's episode, I'm going to look at um, the different aspects of society, um, uh, the kind of bedrock, if you like, of the different institutions and the ways in which they've been compromised and what COVID-19 has revealed about these institutions for those who care to look and for those who care, who care to see the truth, if you will, uh, excuse me, that's a plane flying overhead. If you're wondering what that is in the background, um, so the first thing um, I'm going to turn, uh, put under the microscope, is the Western is Western liberal democracy. Uh, this so-called civilizing system, civilizing force in the world, uh, that um, operates on the basis of. Um, free and fair elections. Now what we've seen since COVID-19 is really what operates in countries that are said to be um, you know bastions of freedom and democracy like the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, the UK where I am is actually we're actually living in the law of the jungle and there is no real um, civilizing force at all. We've seen many instances of police brutality as I was saying um, there's no real checks and balances within the political structures of these countries emergency powers were introduced uh, there was no um, no public scrutiny during this process um, draconian emergency um, COVID powers are introduced new draconian laws and really what we can see is it's really tyranny and coercion and brutality um, dressed up as um, some sort of civilizing force, which is absolutely, absolutely, I should say, sorry, completely bogus, because what we've experienced in these last eighteen months is a clear um, abuse of power. And as I spoke about on one of my YouTube videos last year, what we've also seen is the complete here in the UK, the complete, the complete betrayal of the left, 
um, the Labour Party uh, in that they've they've provided zero opposition to the Conservative government, and they've actually always um, campaigned for longer periods of lockdown and uh, more draconian measures. Now I found find this curious, and this again exposes the falsehood of the so-called left-right paradigm that the left in the UK has always stood or claimed to stand for um, the rights of the poor and the disadvantage disadvantaged and this has been completely exposed as a as a lie and they've shown their true loyalty to just be to the state and um, centralized power structures and yeah so just to confirm what I'm saying it's completely categorically um, proven that the left-right paradigm is totally meaningless now and perhaps this is the hardest thing for us to um, for us to to take on board but I believe it to be true there are no political solutions now um, to the position that we're in right now. Literally none. I mean, there are none. Uh, I do admit that I fell under the spell of the Q narrative and Trump around about election time, and I spoke about that on DC, Descending Consciousness, quite a lot. And I look back now and I think, gosh, I was, yeah, I was, I was um, very, very naive. Um, but I think we all were... I think we were all looking for some semblance of hope during that time because things were getting so desperate. And, uh, yeah, so that's one area in terms of um, what's been exposed as a complete fraud that we live here in the West, that we live in in a civilised world. And also, of course, completely calls into question, we're now looking at a kind of papers-please society um, whereby with the introduction of the COVID vaccine passport uh, wherever you are in the world that seems to be the truth more and more now wasn't that why the allies uh, who were said to be um, defending western liberal democracy against the evil Nazis and Adolf Hitler wasn't that what we were said to be going to war to protect our freedoms our liberty and yet that very same system of tyranny fascism or um, is now being introduced in these countries. Um, so what, what, what aren't we being told about what actually happened during the Second World War? That's an interesting thing for you to go away and perhaps do your own research on. So, yeah, it's, um, it, is, it is very disturbing, and I'm sure there are people who, who do actually believe in, in the supremacy of the West and see us as some sort of civilizing power uh, that goes around the world and and um, spreads freedom and democracy um, they must be um, being quite troubled at the moment because that's obviously just obviously not the case so second um, institution I want to look at is um, healthcare systems so excuse me that sounds like a motorbike in the background <laughs> so here in the UK we have a system obviously you're probably well aware of socialized healthcare healthcare for good or ill the national health service and that has basically been proven to have betrayed the basic principles of the hippocratic oath in other words to do no harm because not only are they at the forefront of the uh, covid jab injecting people with an untested cocktail of toxic chemicals and uh, they have not promoted informed consent because um, they're supposed to before each injection, they're supposed to offer um, the patient 
I'm supposed to offer them information about alternative treatments like uh, ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. I managed to pronounce that, it was impressive. Um, so yeah, we also have the controversy at the height of the COVID outbreak last year in the spring when patients with breathing problems who may well have had any numerous uh, respiratory conditions like flu or pneumonia were placed on ventilators and they died. And we also have the controversy of end-of-life care in the NHS and the use of the drug midazolam uh, during end-of-life care. And there's a huge uh, controversy surrounding that. And uh, I've got a friend, a journalist friend, who I did an interview on YouTube uh, called Jackie Devoy, and we had a conversation about that. And um, yeah, check that out if you haven't already done so. I'll put a link in the description, but if you can't access that, depending whatever platform you're listening to this audio on, if you just check, uh, search the had hashtag, we need to speak about my Dazolam, um, then you should be able to find the interview I did with Jackie Devoy. So basically what we've seen is that the NHS in uh, the UK, their overriding concern from the start has been that they've followed government guidelines with regards to COVID. Now, what we've seen is, and this is where it's very insidious and evil, I believe, that the UK government has essentially used the NHS as a Trojan horse to promote their own um, evil agenda of medical tyranny. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, there are a lot of good people, doctors and nurses, that work within the NHS, as I'm sure they are in whatever healthcare system you have within your own countries. But what we have to remember is uh, a lot of these good, uh, good intentioned staff are completely unaware of um, the deep, deeper, darker, darker agenda with it, with COVID uh, and the government um, manipulation. So they just do what they're told. Um, <clears throat> but what we are seeing now more and more, not just in the UK, is that um, there are some brave doctors and nurses and other clinicians and healthcare professionals within the service who are who are speaking out against um, all the government media lies and some of them have actually left the profession. And as I say, there are more and more whistleblowers, so long they, may that continue. So yeah, that's just a second um, main point I want to make here is that um, COVID-19 event has shown, has shown, has demonstrated how the Hippocratic Oath, that thing that um, normally forms the bedrock of any healthcare system has been completely shown up thanks to COVID, it's been completely shown up to be, to be a lie. A third institution I want to look at is um, the teaching profession. Now, um, with the rollout of um, jabs for children aged 12 to 15, which is imminent here in the UK, it's already started, I believe, in countries like Israel and the Republic of Ireland. And we've also had mask mandates in the class. The teaching staff have breached a basic duty of care to students, in other words, to safeguard their health. And they've they've disregarded that in favour of unthinkingly follow, following govern, government uh, guidelines. And I know teaching staff are having to work and do a job in very, very difficult circumstances. And again, like within the medical profession, they're not aware of the real agenda behind mask mandates and imposing social distances, social distancing, I should say, social distancing rules. But it has 
it has um yeah it has again exposed how due to the way in which um the government has control of the education system in this instance um schools have a legal they have a legal duty to follow government guidelines and regulations so once again this proves how um, the government has used the teaching profession as a trojan horse um, as a trojan horse for their own agendas so we need more staff to speak out and um, and to break this spell of what i call false authority in order to protect the welfare of their students because the government as we know has no authority over the population of a country now that's what a lot of these staff in the teaching profession profession they don't actually realize they don't actually realize this that they're following guidelines and regulations that actually really they're not they don't have any credibility it's a form of um a form of fake authority really as i was saying and also government regular regulatory authorities like ofsted which if you're not aware here in the uk we have a system of inspectorates called ofsted and that's when they come and inspect um inspect schools to make sure they're reaching um reaching certain standards laid down by the government and this imposes a kind of sort of hierarchy and is a good example of how society is controlled through a system of compartmentalization and that um, people are told information within the system on a need-to-know basis but as i was saying before more and more staff are beginning to speak out and uh, in the face of these coercive measures and threats to their reputations and long long may that continue because that's the only way in which we're going to expose uh, more of these lies um third um, institution i want to look at now is a whole world of academia which has been absolutely um, proven to just be um, in the in the pay in the pocket of of governments around the world especially um, universities and uh, professors who in the main have not spoken out against government tyranny they've proven that they don't stand for truth or any kind of moral perspective and as i was just saying they are very much in the pay of government and um, really in the past you think going back to the 60s a lot of the uh, political sort of movements the counterculture which of course was quick, quickly co-opted by the system it all sprang from the university sector that's where a lot of the opposition came from and they were traditionally very critical of of government um overreach but with regards to covid-19 they have literally just um rolled over like kittens and now as we know they're infested with woke ideology and leftist leftist collectivist brainwashing so again it's very sad to see as i say that once um you know 40 50 years ago universities were were full of uh, well maybe not full but they did have uh professors there that had sort of um they they were in some sense kind of revolutionary in their thinking and outlook and they did seek to share that uh, ideology um with their students and that's why back in the 60s you you saw sort of the rise of opposition uh against things like um the vietnam war but we've seen we've seen none of that 
we've seen none of that this time and they've and they've just shown themselves the the academic academia i should say to be completely moribund and absolutely just more interested in getting funding for their for their departments I want to look at next uh, is something I spoke spoke about with an episode with Mike a while back. Well, it was an episode called The Mainstream Media in the Dock. And we spoke about all the kind of psychological techniques uh, that they've used since COVID-19 reared its ugly head. So, of course, the COVID event has once and for all exposed um, the institution of the mainstream media. Um, the whole lie of the fact that they are... are um, they exist uh, and they serve some sort of function within society to be a check to, and that they act as checks and balances on, on the political power structure um, has exposed itself to be a complete falsehood. The lie, as I say, of impartiality has been exposed. Um, they can't be trusted at all now. Um, the mockingbird media, they're nothing but government spokespeople or mouthpieces. And uh, yeah, as I say, Mike and I, in the episode we did on the mainstream media in the dock, check that out. We go into more detail about uh, the mainstream media and how they covered COVID-19. And again, it's worth pointing out, of course, the likes of us were all fully aware of how the mainstream media works um, from several decades ago and how they've manipulated key historical events and twisted the truth and warped the perceptions of the general public. And, they, and their coverage of COVID-19 has simply confirmed what we already what we already knew about the way in which they just bl- spread blatant lies, propaganda and, and falsehoods. So, yeah, that's another way in which uh, the COVID-19 event has, has confirmed uh, all of our worst suspicions and fears about the mainstream media. Not that we needed them, but sometimes, as I was talking about before, it can be good to just think, well... Um, I'm not going crazy. These these beliefs that I have, or these perceptions I have about the world, and I said at the beginning how it's literally like we're living in the matrix, and to have that confirmed by by uh, COVID nineteen and the government's manipulation and the media's manipulation of this event, it does give us some comfort. At least we know we're not crazy people. So next institution that I want to look at, really, well, it's not so much an institution, it's a process that was really interesting here in the UK. So going back to last year, at the height of the so-called COVID pandemic, we had, um, so mortgage companies were extending the deadline for mortgage payments. Um, This same thing was happening for credit card companies. They were extending the deadline for, um, for balance payments. Also, um, here in the UK, we had something. We have something called the MOT, which is a yearly um, check um, on the roadworthiness of cars. And if you don't have, if you don't carry that out, if you don't have a current one, you can be fined by the government. And that also that deadline was extended as well. Now, what this? Because at the time I was thinking, isn't this interesting? What this demonstrates again is the lie that fines and debt are even real. And expose a completely fraudulent nature again of the financial system. As I say, we had mortgage payment holidays and credit card payment deadlines were extended, and car MOT deadlines were extended. So this, but and yet the system didn't collapse. Um, it just shows you 
again, just what a deception we're living in. What a total, utter deception. And exposes the fraudulent nature of loans and debt re repayments. Because as we know, none of it was none of it was real. And it was paused for at least three or four months. So quite a few months, but system didn't collapse. And for me, that was a real giveaway about how um, that was, you know, it, it, it exposed the fact that um, you, can, you can press the pause button on all the norms of the system and it doesn't come crashing down. Well, what does that tell us? That tells us that we're living in a fiction. And that tells us that um, quite a few people who are actually in prison for non-payment of fines or non-payment of things like uh, what we have here in annual kind of housing tax called council tax here in the UK, they're, they're, they're imprisoned based on a fiction. Now, of course, this is a whole, whole massive area, but I just want to bring it to you, to you guys' attention just to show you once again how COVID-19 has demonstrated this, the, the fraudulent nature of the system and also we saw um, global trade paused, um, but the system, the global um, global economic system, it didn't come crashing down, did it? So again, it just it just shows you, and it it demonstrates that we could be living in so many different different ways, uh, much better ways than what's currently the impositions restrictions imposed by the current current financial system so in the second part of today's episode i want to look at is um how how we deal or how we live as is in the title live with the consequences of all these lies on a personal level because it is very very challenging just to share my recent experience um um, I'm finding it more and more difficult to live in this world and uh, I'm going to do an episode on this entitled in future weeks called Living in Two Worlds because you can feel like you're, you're becoming schizophrenic because I go to work, I speak to my work colleagues and it's just the normal conversations, you know, about um, food, movies, sports, what we did, what, what you did on the weekends and in my mind I'm thinking of, you know, uh, consciousness, energy, uh, what COVID-19 means for the development of humanity on this planet. Are we, is an asteroid going to hit, um, you know, are we going to be living in some sort of papers, please, you know, evil dystopia society. I'm thinking perhaps like a lot of you guys. And yet then we go out in our day-to-day -day lives and, and everything just carries on as normal. Um, it is very, very strange. And we feel, um, I think we feel the pain, I know I do, of inauthenticity even more deeply than before COVID-19. Yeah, and it's brought up a lot of challenging emotions for myself. Uh, you know, how can, uh, how authentic can we be when, be, uh, you know, spending our time with friends and family who, who care, who care little for truth, justice and uh, sovereignty and are completely immersed in all the lies and programming and as I said at the beginning, choose the comfort of groupthink above personal sovereignty. And I know it can be too easy for us to fall into the escape of thinking that we can just 
move to somewhere rural and, and live a life in isolation. And I know here in the UK it's very difficult. It's an extremely densely populated country and a lot of the land is owned by wealthy people and they want to keep it to themselves. Uh, if you're in Canada and America and Australia listening to this, that's very different because you have lots of rural places to escape to and uh, it's, it's very difficult here in the UK and I'm finding it um, I'm finding it difficult as the same being around people who do not question the official narrative and I I feel a sadness and some days quite I'm quite I get quite angry but I fully realize that this response relates to my own issues you know sometimes just feel like shaking people you know can't you see it it's, it's almost like we're witnessing this hideous we're behind this huge sh shop front glass screen and behind the glass screen in the shop front we're on the street we're on the road or the or the walkway the sidewalk and we can see this crime being committed behind the glass and and there's nothing we can do but a lot of our friends and family who are completely buying into what's going on they can't see what's going on. They can't even see the shop front because they're wearing blinders. They're wearing their COVID masks um, over their over their face, over their eyes. Yeah, it's um, and we are, as we know, we're in a very very serious situation here. Perhaps one of the most critical points. I know it's easy to fall into hyperbole, but it does feel to me that we're in, you know, one of the most serious one of the most serious points in human history and you've got people around you who who literally not interested not interested because they can't perceive and now what i realize now is how there is comfort in the herd and how much work we've all done to get where we are today and we're a lot of us are very very brave to have gone outside all of the mainstream programming and to have been brave souls to speak against injustice and to speak our truth on COVID-19 because it takes brave souls to do that. So if you're feeling a bit down, if you're feeling a bit uh, isolated, then, you know, give yourself a huge pat on the back because not everyone could do that. It takes a hell of a, amount, hell of a lot of amount of courage to push back against against the matrix really to to exist outside the matrix is a huge challenge so i mean i guess the question we really need to answer is how how do we respond to these challenging emotions in a situation um that we're that we're currently in i mean you'll be aware of these but i think it's well well worth repeating in today's episode is for a start don't take part in the lies if you can if you can avoid it. I know it's easy, but if you're pressured to take the jib jab in your current job, then refuse and perhaps even contemplate starting a new career. And I, I don't say that lightly because uh, I'm lucky at the moment. No pressure is being applied to me in my current uh, role, but I'm sure it will at one stage. And we know it's not easy making these decisions standing up to the coercive pressure of government mainstream media and perhaps our own work colleagues but we simply have to refuse to comply with this tyranny and uh, the nature of work um, is really is fundamentally changing i think i, I think 
we know about this, how in future work is going to move from a model whereby we basically sell our labour in exchange for financial reward, but that often means we land up doing things we don't want to, we don't want to do, to moving over more to a model whereby we we actually uh, monetize our skills, if you like, because the old system of selling labour, la your labour, giving up your time to do something you wouldn't otherwise do for so-called financial compensation really is a form of economic slavery. And again, that's something that the COVID-19 event has exposed to us. Uh, you know, it really has the, that existing form of that existing economic model is is now um, completely, um, completely finished. And we need so we need new models, ways of working, as I was saying, um, really, because this area is definitely going to grow massively in, in future years. Um, I know just back to how I've been feeling very isolated and lonely. Don't feel bad if you're feeling like this, guilty. Because as we know, I know it's a, tr uh, it's a, it's a cliche, or it's become a cliche, I should say. But truth is a very lonely place, especially in a world built on lies. And as you know, we've all constantly faced censure and ridicule just for speaking our truth and trying to remain strong in the face of the pressure to be a part of the collective herd or the consensus reality. So don't give up hope. Um, I know it is, it's, it is very challenging to live our truth in, in a world of lies. And, uh, and um, so just, just remember that there are other people out there just like you. And in terms of the jib-jab, we, we know for a fact that um, in countries like America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand and here in the UK, far fewer people have been jabbed than the government are informing us through the disgraceful mainstream media. So remember there are tens of millions here in the UK and probably upwards of about 100 million in the United States who haven't had this disgusting cocktail of poisonous chemicals. So keep the faith. Remember that um, we're ultimately we're going to be proven to be true and we're on um, we're going to be on the winning side. Um, but it does appear at the moment that we're facing huge insurmountable odds. But remember the old adage or the old saying, don't be fooled by appearances. So we don't know what's going on behind the background in the background right now. There are forces of light working, I'm sure. And I don't necessarily mean with regard to the Q narrative. I mean that, um, that even though it does look like the darkness and evil is winning, I don't believe that is necessarily the case. And I know this is also cliche, but hear me out here. We do need to keep our frequency high. We really do need to keep our consciousness at the highest possible level. Because on one level... COVID-19 is purely and simply about suppressing our consciousness. So we get down, so we feel like we're in the minority, so we feel like just giving up. So um, we, we always knew that to transform society, um, it's, it's not going to be an easy thing, you know. Like anything worthwhile doing in life, it's not going to be easy. But just remember, you know, when you, you have days where you're struggling, perhaps... Perhaps you incarnate at this time your soul 
at this very moment to take on board the challenge of transforming society and um, you know to, to be here when the old system begins to shake down because it is coming down I mean it could it might take uh, a few decades I think it'll be less than that I think things are going to change fundamentally by the end of this decade um, but yeah it's definitely coming down all of the lies the um, the falsehoods, the propaganda, um, the disinformation, the misinformation, the falsehoods—it's—it's it's all being exposed, not in some sort of plot, but just because um, if you were to lie in your own personal life, if you were to, if you were to lie to your husband or wife or your partner and go off and have affairs and all the rest of it, eventually that's going to come out. Eventually. The truth will out, as we know, as above, so below, as on the micro, as on the macro level. So just quickly, let's run over some, remember the essentials, always worth repeating, to spend time in nature, to stick with your meditation practice, to be uh, to be creative. And perhaps if you, uh, you've always been thinking about putting some content out online, you know, it's so easy to do it these days. Please, please do, um, yeah, if you're drawn to podcast or put youtube videos out please uh, yeah please do that um, at the same time we still need to detox on occasions have days away from the internet when we feel like we're getting when we're getting lost in all of our impulse to investigate what's um getting on also some really simple advice which i found is helpful just watching and listening to comedies and movies and tv series and make sure you're connecting with like-minded people uh, people and just to remember at the end of the day the power of humor and sarcasm because that's never more important than now than now I should say and also we are just this spot this dot in an infinite universe and I know I don't say this in a crass way because we're all really suffering but we are just literally a dot in in an infinite universe so of an evening uh, sometimes it's good to just um, yeah pop on a a funny stupid uh, DVD to, to, to lift your spirits uh, I know that I know that that certainly does it certainly does help me so um, yeah in this episode I just wanted to um, I just wanted to share my perceptional take on what it's like to live in the world at the moment when uh, there's just so many lies and falsehoods and I have been struggling uh, maybe a little bit like you guys so we know, just in summation or conclusion, we know we're living through an unprecedented era of transformation of this planet and uh, the evolution of consciousness uh, on planet Earth. And it is an amazing time. And a lot of truths are being revealed. So that means that the lies uh, have to come to the surface. They have to be revealed before we can build something new. And something that's based on um, integrity and honesty. And honesty, and as I was saying, it's not an easy process, as we know, to navigate, especially while so many of the general public choose to remain asleep. But their soul knows, ultimately their soul knows, knows the truth of what's going on. And I don't mean to be a doom porn merchant here, but we know things are going to get even more crazy and there might be huge false flags and he often perhaps military conflicts around the world. Now, they may plan these things, the globalists and their cohorts, but that doesn't necessarily mean 
that they're gonna um, they're gonna pull them off and they're gonna happen. But it's important. So it's important for all of us to, as I was saying before, to disconnect sometimes from the internet. To um, yeah, to disconnect from the craziness of the external world and and go within, because ultimately the external world on the political sphere, which I, as you know, I'm interested in. There's little that we can actually in little ways we can really influence that i just want to finish this particular episode on something else that i've noticed and other people are, are dealing with i've noticed i'm having to deal with a lot of challenging emotions right now um stemming from childhood trauma and wounding that i'd previously believed that i'd fully healed and a lot of that's coming up for for me and quite a few people i know so don't be surprised if this begins happening to yourself and uh, be kindly and accepting of yourself when this happens because I think I remember I said at the beginning of COVID-19 it this is going to be a really difficult period for all of us even for those of us who knows who know who knows what is was what's happening uh it really is going to be a challenge um so yeah don't be surprised um if you find that that's happening and you have to and you have to revisit these difficult emotions and go through some sort of um some sort of um, healing healing process so i'm just going to finish off here if you'd like to speak to me or contact me here at discerning consciousness um probably the best way at the moment is probably through facebook unfortunately like a lot of people uh, my social media content so facebook youtube and twitter is i'm excuse the plane overhead hopefully you can still hear me i'm heavily shadow banned um, so whenever I put anything up on YouTube, it's basically getting hardly any views. And a friend of mine, she said actually the other day, she put a comment on my YouTube and it was instantly deleted. So um, what I'm going to do is probably create a dedicated um, email address so you can contact me on there. So watch this space. But anyway, in the meantime, if you, you can contact me on Facebook uh, if you want to send me a friend request. Um, my name is Ant, that's self-evident, that's A-N-T, and my surname is I-N-S-U-L-I, so that's Insuli. So if you just uh, search Ant Insuli and uh, send me a friend request, then you can communicate to me on there. That would be really good. And um, yeah, um, just to let you know, next time I'm going to be talking about is how we can, how can we... Uh, how should we react to what's going on with regards to COVID-19? Because I know there's, as I was saying, there's a lot of anger and quite a lot of suggestion, you know, that we have to overthrow the system. So I'm going to be talking about that and, um, you know, the traps of believing that there are political revolutionary solutions. And I think the episode will probably be called something like um, the revolution will not be tele televised. So watch this space. I'm going to talk about what we can do to overcome this tyranny that we're all experiencing so yeah that should be a should be an interesting episode so thank you all so much for taking the time um to listening today uh it's been really great and i look forward um to connecting with you all very soon and just lastly if you have enjoyed listening to uh this particular episode of discerning consciousness uh it would be great if you could share it all on your own platforms uh, be good to get my uh, my work out there and shared on other people's um, social media platforms. So thank you all again once again, and I'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye for now. 